gonna show you how. Hello all and welcome to Build Your Own Funnel. This is the podcast where we, inbound marketers, teach you, remodelers, how to build your own inbound marketing and sales funnel. On this podcast, we are never shy about diving into the weeds and giving concrete examples of campaigns that we have seen and run that have worked, boosting sales for remodelers like yourself. I am your co-host, Malachi Price, Builder Funnel's inbound marketing consultant, and today I am joined by Builder Funnel president and co-host, Danielle Russell, and our junior marketing consultant and DJ, Matt Ehrlich. Remember, if you're a fan of the show, we are a podcast that is uh, still small, still getting started. So go ahead and leave us a review and share it with your friends who are also interested in inbound marketing. And uh, we'd really appreciate it a lot. Bruh. Today, we are talking about a year one blueprint that we created for a client, reviewing the results of that blueprint, and then talking about the strategy that we created for the second year. Now, what is a blueprint, you might ask? We'll get into that in a moment here. Um, but let's start by talking about what it is that we are drinking today. Danielle, you go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, dry January has ended. Unfortunately, I'm still, you know, it's 3 p.m. I'm sticking to water for now. Okay. Okay. No soda today? Mmm. <laughs> Whatever are you talking about, Malachi? <laughs> That's a good. Way I don't to drink soda. I'm a grown adult. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. I definitely didn't see Danielle drinking soda at all today. Anyhow, Matt, what are you doing? I'm having coffee. Coffee. It's three thirty p.m. Your point. Okay. Apparently, my job today is to mock other people's drinks of choice. So now it's your turn. Um, I am drinking coconut water that I got from the Asian Pacific market. I got a whole bunch of these. These are amazing. Just nursing a hangover or something? Why coconut water? I just like coconut water. Is that weird? Is it a hangover drink? A little. Absolutely. Like is it because of like electrolytes or something like that? Sure is. I mean, I definitely prefer this over Gatorade but maybe that's just me. Gatorade's just pure sugar. Gatorade, please sponsor us. <laughs> I'd rather have this coconut water brand sponsor us. I won't say their name out loud. I don't know if that's a copyright breach or how that works, but... I just said Gatorade. <laughs> yeah, you can edit that out, though. Just put that little bleep <laughs> sound in every time you say it. It's just going to be like, redacted, please sponsor us. Yeah. All right, let's see. What are we actually talking about today? Um, now that we talked about what we're drinking... We are going to talk about a year one blueprint that we created for a client, how it did, and as a result, what we suggested for their year two blueprint. Now we can talk about what a blueprint is exactly. So it's pretty similar to how you would think of a blueprint in your own company. We are talking about creating a cohesive full year marketing plan for remodeling companies like yourself and the blueprint aspect of it is the plan the full strategy and then from there just like you if you were design build and maybe someone were to take your design bid it with someone else i mean obviously that's not optimal but say that that were to happen say that the design aspect was then built by someone else or by you 
It's similar to how we do it here, where we give you the blueprint and then you can evaluate with your team whether you want to implement it internally and do the build aspect of it yourself and implement it yourselves or to implement it with Builder Funnel, with us, because we know how to do these things. Nice. Okay, this is a client that is an example of someone who took our blueprint and decided to implement it within their own company. And they did really, really well with it. So let's go in and let's talk about what it is we recommended for their first year and what the results were. So this is a company that wanted to grow from the get-go, but they were pretty pretty new to inbound marketing. They had been um, using kind of our tips and things that we would give um, in our free content that you'll find online um, for a while, but then they finally decided, you know what, we want a whole plan we want you guys to create a plan for us for the year 2022. So we created a plan that revolved around making sure that they had all of the service pages that they needed. So for example, for these folks, uh, a remodeler in Washington, we recommended that they create a service page for bathrooms, that they create a service page for kitchens, and one for additions. Yeah. And this is because prior, they didn't actually have separate service pages for all of these things. So we want to make sure from, from the get-go, when someone visits your website, they can immediately see all of the services that you provide. So even if you have kitchens, or even if you have one big master remodeling services page that explains kitchens and bathrooms and additions, it's still better from an SEO and user experience standpoint to have all of those service pages separately. So that was the one of the big things we recommended. And then we recommended for each month two pieces of content, whether they be blogs or a service page, to create for the website in order to bring in organic traffic. And we'll talk about organic traffic in a little bit as well. Sure. But the kinds of blogs that we're recommending, we're talking about a whole home remodel timeline, a kitchen remodel timeline. Um, how much does a kitchen cost in blank area? These are, a lot of these are somewhat standard, and then some of them were more specific to the area, such as um, best dining experiences in the area, that kind of stuff, more top of the funnel content. But the point being, we gave them a whole year of content, two pieces of content per month to implement, and then we built an email, social media, um, an email and social media plan around those pieces of content that we recommended to them. So basically within this blueprint, all of the content works together. Any piece of content that you create, we're gonna have it built into the social media plan, for example, that you promote that piece of content on social media, and we tell you how to do it as well. And then once you get to the point where we're talking about who is implementing it, we offer an Asana board which is a project management software, Asana, um, that will explain month by month how to actually create all of the pieces of content if you wanted to do it with your own team. On the other hand, if you decide, okay, we don't want to do this, we just want Builder Funnel to do it, that's where we take that Asana board and we do it ourselves. But either way works depending on what kind of, what kind of manpower you have on your team and what kind of expertise. So again, these folks decided to do it themselves, 
which is why part of the year two was us taking a look at the content that they created and giving additional tips on how to further optimize it. That is where year two comes into play. That is where we start talking about what it is we're recommending for their second year of content. But before we get there, I want to talk about the results of the first year. Uh, Danielle, what kind of results are we hoping to see uh, after a year of working with BuilderFunnel or using a plan that we create? What are the things we're looking for? Definitely looking to increase organic website traffic would be number one. And then looking to increase the number of leads generated. And also, I would say the last thing would be looking to increase our conversion rate, which is basically the number between those two, connecting them. So the more website traffic you have, the more leads you want as well. Those would be the first three things I would check. All right, fantastic. Um, would you mind, just one at a time, what was the first uh, thing on that list again? Yeah, increasing organic website traffic would be number one. Organic website traffic. Now, this is one of my favorite ones. Um, so you guys can't see it because you're just listening, but we are currently looking in a tool that we love called Ahrefs, which allows you to assess organic rankings and how they change over time. So we are seeing that after the first year of implementing this plan, this specific client, uh, over, the ch over the course of the last six months specifically, they have increased their uh, organic ranking keywords by 321 up to 586 where they currently are. And they increased their organic traffic by, let's see, they multiplied it by three, essentially. They, they went up 108 visitors per month up to 147. Some, this is one of those moments where I was like, dang, I wish our, our listeners could just see the graphs that we're looking at because I feel like it better exemplifies what it is we're talking about here. But basically, we're talking about growth by a factor of three or more. And we are talking about by implementing inbound marketing content on their website, going from ranking to little no key, to no keywords to ranking to now 586. And we're going to see that go up even more because this is still just the beginning. This is only after one year. Okay, what was uh, the second item on the list, Danielle? Yeah, increasing leads in general. Increasing so new contacts, leads. people who are willing to fill out a form on your website to get information that you have to offer or to schedule a next step with them. Yep. And we were able to see that leads essentially taking a rough average per month of, of leads in 2021 versus 2022, we are seeing roughly double um, the amount of leads. And most of that growth came from organic specifically. And that makes sense because what we're doing is we're trying to pull in more and more people that don't already necessarily know who you are by using the inbound content that we are representing, um, that we are recommending rather. So again, I wanna, another graph I wish they could just see, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, something that uh, we've been talking about a lot internally, um, I'm going to do my best to explain this. I'm not Spencer, and he's the one who typically talks about this. But when you put this into the context of the current market and economy right now, and looking at 
so if you're comparing from like 2023 to 2019, so before all of the unprecedented growth in our industry over the past two to three years, then typically like from 2019 to 2023, we're seeing closer to equal numbers. Whereas like 2020, 2021, 2022 are like big, big growth just because the market was expanding. So not necessarily like competitive growth. And now for the past like three to six months or so, we're starting to see the market go back to normal. And even what I mean by that is if you look up like Google Trends data, you can see that the number of searches for remodeler near me, contractor near me, have dropped by about 30%. And we're seeing leads drop by almost that exact same amount across the board for all clients from like mid 2022 to now. So the fact that these clients have seen an increase is that much more insane. So like, in other words, if we would have implemented this plan a year ago, this would have been even more of an astronomical hockey stick Mm -hmm. growth would be my guess, because they're fighting the uphill battle of inflation, the economy, and uh, the holidays, all of those all at once for the past like three to six months now. And still, yeah, looking at this graph, seeing pretty fantastic growth in terms of leads. Absolutely. And the last thing you had mentioned was conversion rate. Unfortunately, I don't have access to um, the information on customers specifically for for uh, this client, but I am able to talk about how much they grew over the course of the past year. I can share. I'll I'll be a little bit vague about it so that I don't expose too much information about this mystery remodeler. But how'd that get in there? In 2022, their goal was to reach 2.2 million in revenue, and they did achieve that. Their goal now for 2023 is uh, 3 million instead. So essentially, they have growth goals to um, increase their size and revenue by 50%, and the lead flow that they have been getting recently has uh, kind of achieved them the confidence in order to shoot for that sort of thing. So, that is year one. Any other questions or or things that we should delve into more about year one, you think, Danielle? Can you give us context? I know I understand they accomplished their goal. Do you know, by chance, what that percentage of growth was? What were they trying to hit in 2022? Or, sorry, where did they start? Yes, but I might need a second to find that. That's okay. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but you put me on the spot to ask another question. <laughs> and if I was Remodeler Rebecca thinking about, should I be choosing Builder Funnel to buy a blueprint? The first thing I would want to know is, cool, they hit their goal. How big of a goal was it? Was it a stretch goal? Was it a reasonable goal? You know? Yeah. And you talked for just long enough that I was able to actually find the answer. So thank you. Oh, it's almost like I can see your screen. (laughs) (laughs) So in the year prior, before before they came to us, the revenue that they achieved was one million. So they went from one million in the year in the first year of the blueprint, they went to two million. And now their goal for year two of the blueprint 
is three million. There's a pretty clear Once progression again, here. Congratulations. Yeah, and I'm I'm really proud of how far they've already come, and I'm glad they're setting such lofty goals as well. Especially again, given the context of the economy, as you were explaining before. But let's can you talk explain about what's going on with the economy? Danielle already did. No, I mean just in general. Like economics? Yeah. There are these two competing forces called supply and demand. And <laughs> right now, demand <laughs> is dropping, and therefore, so must supply. And so we are going back into a more competitive market because for the past, like, two to three years, demand was skyrocketing. So there was yeah, enough supply for going. everyone. It was, it was a joke. <laughs> it was a well, joke. <laughs> I hope it was helpful for for someone who is tuning in all the way from Ireland and they were like, what is happening in the economy in the US? And there you go. That's what's happening right now. By the way, if you're one of our Irish listeners, please reach out and let us know. Give us like an update. Like, is the Irish economy for remodelers looking similar to the US? We would love How to know. How do postal codes work in Ireland? Do you yeah, guys have postal actually, codes? I really want to know that too, actually. And what did you think of the ba Banshees of Inishirin? Did you like it? Mm. Um, I did. I also don't know if I'm pronouncing that name correctly, but we're off topic. Bruh. So let's talk about year two. What does year two tend to look like? Year one, we are trying to make sure that you were at kind of the baseline that we are looking for for inbound marketing. That baseline is a matter of having helpful content on your website, having premium content that is gated so that you can get new leads from that again that's something that we mentioned that they would need in year one and they did create um cost guides and a few other premium content campaigns accordingly and then in year one we also want to make sure that you're getting on a cadence with social media and email and also that you have conversion opportunities placed all over your website so that once you have a premium content campaign once you have those blogs, you're making sure that the blogs are linking to your premium content campaign when relevant, or even just that you're linking to you know, your contact page, whatever it may be. We tend to recommend having more CTAs for uh, premium content than for your contact page on your blog specifically, but that's, that's a tangent and also kind of a matter of opinion, but you know my stance on that. Okay. So, that's year one, getting you back to that baseline. Year two tends to look a little bit different. Year two is where we recommended going back and optimizing the pieces of content that would be outdated even by a year later. So really most of your content you should be updating every year if possible, even if it's a matter of just quickly tweaking a couple things that are outdated, like if you mention a date or if you have a uh, if you have the year in the title, um, God forbid, don't keep the old one in the title. Change that as soon as you can. <laughs> this is the least professional podcast I've ever been on. <laughs> Welcome to BYOF. <laughs> anyway, so we are recommending revising uh, content that you created in year one to make sure it's up to date. And in particular, especially with the way that the economy has been recently, you want to focus on 
things that involve timelines because we know that um, supply chains have been really wonky and things that involve cost because year over year if your cost if your prices aren't increasing then you're probably starting to lose net or maybe you're just not paying attention to what materials cost but anyway you get the idea and then we recommend starting to create other new pieces of content that you don't already have on your website so for this client for example we went from in year one recommending two pieces of content per month to now we have three because we're either recommending revising old pieces of content or we are recommending new pieces of content that we didn't recommend in year one now a pretty common one that we started recommending in year two um, is landing pages for your ads so having landing pages that are specific to Google Ads this is different from just having an ad that links to one of your pre-existing pages because a landing page will have no header no superfluous content on the page it's only what you need to convert the visitor so that they are now a contact so for example um, the difference between a service page for your kitchens and a landing page for your kitchens is the service page will have a bunch of frequently asked questions that you answer you'll probably link to other pieces of content that are relevant that you have on your website um, go through what your process looks like show um, a bunch of beautiful imagery etc etc a landing page should be a lot simpler everything should be above the fold if possible and above the fold meaning that people don't actually have to scroll in order to see the whole page there should be a conversion opportunity immediately and you don't want to have opportunities for them to click away from that page so that the conversion is more likely that is the difference between a landing page and a service page so again for this uh, client in particular we were recommending creating new landing pages so that we could shift their ads away from pre-existing pages to landing pages and then we also recommended creating new project spotlights for um, the client had mentioned that they have a bunch of projects that they're sitting on that they haven't been able to promote yet so we put it into their plan that every other month or so they are creating a new project spotlight and then we included suggestions on how to do that well essentially and then lastly but perhaps uh, one of the most important aspects two things outside of the content plan that we recommended for year two specifically are a video marketing plan and a sales plan so once we get to year two and you have your baseline down this is where we're going into the more advanced stuff this is where we're going into here's how you make videos that will uh, that will um, increase engagement on your site even more and here is how you can create um, sorry guys I lost my train of thought you still there? Yeah, um, in theory. You're weird. <laughs> what were the two things? It was, um... <laughs> no, to me. Video cut, marketing. Cut, cut all this. Video and ads plan? I already talked about the ads plan. Oh, I think sales. Those... Sales. That was the sales plan 
So once you're in year two, that's where we're talking about doing the more advanced stuff past the baseline content that we recommend in year one. So that's where we're talking about a video marketing plan. And then also we can give an outline for you based on your own sales process as to how you can adapt that into HubSpot, track your lead flow, keep track of which of your customers are converting and from which sources in ways that will make it most efficient and easy for your sales team. And we can also give recommendations based on what subscription of HubSpot you have because a more advanced subscription would have more automation and that sort of stuff. That's why in year two we recommend going into sales uh, a little bit more deeply than year one. However, if you're interested in a blueprint at any point and you're like, screw it, my, my sales team can handle all these changes right now, we can recommend that for you in year one, no problem. But the point is with this specific client, in year one we got them to the baseline, we saw it become very successful for them, and now they wanna grow another 50%. So we're going even more advanced, we're talking about video marketing, we're talking about landing pages, and we are talking about the third thing that I mentioned. Sales. Sales. That's the one. <laughs> uh-huh. I feel like that's pretty comprehensive here, but what questions do you think the listener would have, Danielle? Yeah, so as remodeler Rebecca, I'm thinking through like, okay, so we have a year one plan with all of this content that gets me up to the baseline, that makes sense. And then we have a year two content plan that is optimizing that baseline and then adding in some other opportunities for ranking and promoting projects like project spotlights, for example. Mm -hmm. So how do we know what's getting, what's going to get my company's website to a baseline? How are we setting priorities and how do you know what's in a year one versus year two? Gotcha. Great question. So when we're talking about year one, we are generally talking about just the absolute baseline priorities. Um, so depending on the client, when we're reviewing their website, if they've already been doing inbound content for a while, we might not have to recommend as much stuff, but usually say we're looking at a website that they're like, we're starting from zero. The first things that we do are we will start running ads so you can get your lead flow, um, moving quickly because inbound marketing is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Um, Ads are exactly the opposite. They're a sprint, they're not a marathon. Um, so we get ads started immediately. We make sure that you have a conversion opportunity on your website that isn't just your contact form. So that would be a premium content campaign such as a, uh, a cost guide or a timeline guide, something similar to that. So that people who come to your website um, and want to kind of have you keep in touch with them maybe, or you definitely want to keep in touch with them, but they might not be ready for an actual remodel, which is why they wouldn't necessarily fill out your contact form. We need to get them another opportunity to convert elsewhere, somewhere that's more top of the funnel in their buyer's journey so that you can kind of meet them, meet them halfway instead of waiting for them to become all the way qualified before they become a converted lead on your website. And then baseline content that we want on your blog is essentially all of the questions that you get asked all of the time. So how long does it take? How much does it cost? Um, 
even things like who are the best remodelers in my area, the way that you could get ranking for inquiries like that online is by creating that blog specifically. So the kind of baseline content that we recommend, does it does vary depending on who you are, what services you work in, what services are more profitable for you, and what do you want to be working on more. So, for example, um, the baseline might not necessarily include promoting every single service you have if you're telling us mm, basements aren't actually that profitable for us, kitchens are more profitable than anything else, can we focus on that? So that's why, to answer your question too, Danielle, um, a lot of times the baseline and what we start out with is based on what is needed by the client and not just looking at their website and being like, well, they do all these things. Let's make sure that we have content that promotes all of these things. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it makes sense that everybody's baseline is going to be a little bit different depending on what kind of project you want more of and what kind of content you already have existing on your website or maybe you already have some offers. So maybe it starts out a little bit more around optimization versus a bunch of new content. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. And um, it sounds like by the description of some of these broad categories, it sounds like the main goals are increasing website traffic and then starting to qualify leads. And then year two is just more better and trying to really and by more better i mean increasing website traffic even further and then helping to qualify leads even further yeah absolutely year one if you need a, if you need a brand new start it's establishing the baseline and then year two once you have that baseline there it like you said more better optimizing what you already have um so that your lead funnel looks Perfect. Okay, that's probably it for this episode. Should I wrap up or? Okay. Um, Danielle, we have a sponsor for this episode. You want to talk about it? I sure do. I don't know if you have ever wanted to capture spaces in 3D with your iPad or iPhone while walking through a job site, or maybe you're just trying to show your customers what's possible in their new space without having to spend all of that time on field measurements, as-built drawings, and CAD models. Save yourself that time and effort and go check out canvas.io. And I mean, right when you first pull up their website, you're gonna see a really cool video, what they're all about. Uh, definitely check them out. They are trusted by thousands in our space and they just improve that user experience for all of your customers who are trying to get a better understanding of what their space could look like. And you're going to be able to do it faster than all of your competitors. So definitely a very unique experience and check them out at canvas.io. <laughs> All right, that is it for today's episode. Matt, go ahead and cue the music. So thanks again for listening. If you're interested in learning more about a blueprint, the process, um, honestly, you can just keep listening to this series because we're going to talk, be talking about a lot more of them. But also feel free to go to builderfunnel.com, reach out to us, ask some questions. We'll be happy to talk to you about it.
Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Now. Off microphone burp. <laughs> I'm trying that, to... that extra electrolytes mm-hmm. coming back for you. Yep. Coming back up. Matt, you're going to have to edit that part out. That was weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys. Where was I? I talked about the blueprint and what it was. So now we're talking about Vanderbecken.